WrestleMania moment in history is without a doubt beyond a shadow of a doubt WrestleMania 10 WrestleMania 6 Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair WrestleMania 3 I mean you're talking about 25 years the first WrestleMania was such a mind-boggling thing ladies and gentlemen welcome to WrestleMania Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant WrestleMania 3 the irresistible force beating the Everybody that lived and breathed was a Hulk Hogan fan. I rooted for Andre the Giant. WrestleMania 4, when Macho Man became the World Heavyweight Champion. Going to WrestleMania 6 and seeing Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and feeling the electricity that was in that building that day. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. That ladder match was just so innovative. Brett versus Owen. Every single WrestleMania that I've been in, Rock and Hogan, two icons facing each other. I think it's all Stone Cold's great matches. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart Iron Man match. WrestleMania 12, the first WWE Championship. The boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. That's the stage that I want to be on. I, I needed to, to be involved in that. I'm going to be in that ring someday. Would be the coolest thing in the world if I could ever be involved in that. Every time I step into the ring, we know that this is our time to make those moments. That's what WrestleMania is all about, is, is creating a memory. Is also, there's tonight. Tonight, 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 I make history. Tonight. That briefcase. That briefcase is mine. I've done it once. I'll do it again. It could have been different. Nothing ever changes. Tonight, I do what I do best. I go extreme. Tonight, my World Heavyweight Championship. You two no longer matter. The champ is back. The streak is over. I own WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels, your time has come. Tonight, I destroy Triple H. I bring suffering to Randy Orton. I finish off the McMahon. Tonight, I'm gonna leave my mark. Tonight, 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 the 25th anniversary of Wrestle WrestleMania. 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 Hey, everybody, welcome back to Review of Mania. My name is Rob, along with Zach. Yo. And today. WrestleMania 25, the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. Asterisk. That's not. No, that's not how that works. It was just the 25th <laughs> WrestleMania. Yes. Next year, WrestleMania 26 is the 25th anniversary of WrestleManias. The WWE cannot math. They can't do a lot of things, but we'll get into that. Yes. We're back in Houston, Texas, the site of. What many feel the greatest WrestleMania ever, WrestleMania X7. They're back. That was a good one. Yeah, it was fun. I'm nostalgic for WrestleMania X7. Can we review that one again? But it's so long. But it is good. We get to, they did have Chris Benoit versus uh, Chris Benoit versus uh, Kurt Angle. 
But it also had Chris Benoit. Let's not do it again. Okay, fair enough. How have you been? I've been all right. How have you been? Ah, uh, I'm same. Can't uh, can't complain. I guess. All right, WrestleMania 25. It happened. It certainly did. This was right around the time that I started getting back into wrestling, and I remember that I got this pay per view. Uh, for my birthday. Oh wow! My grandmother bought it for me. I was actually watching it in the house that I'm currently in. Oh I'm wow! Staying with her, yeah. And it was so I watched it with her and my great uncle and his wife. And so it was like three people in their sixties, sixties to eighties, and then me, who was like seventeen years old. <laughs> <laughs> Did they know who any of the wrestlers were? No. Um, my great uncle kept confusing Shawn Michaels for his gorgeous George. No, uh, they look nothing alike. No, I know they don't. But I was hoping they'd say, oh, I know who Undertaker is, or hey, I know who Shawn Michaels is, or, you know, at least no. some of the older guys. No. Is that gorgeous George? No, it's not gorgeous George. <laughs> is that the, is that the Luthez? <laughs> no, they didn't know who Luthez was. He's I don't got... think anybody. I don't think anybody looked like Luthez on this show, to be honest. Is that the Dave Meltzer? <laughs> the Davey Meltzer. Oh man, you know I've been having a lot of fun going back and listening to the shows after I watch this show and write my notes. Just hearing what mm. people thought, and uh, just the terrible audio quality. We are so lucky. We are. Although the last time that we talked about how much better our audio uh, quality was, we had a cutout, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. Hooray, real internet. Yeah, you've been so great. <laughs> um, but, you know, actually this match uh, was a big, uh, had a bit of controversy in the uh, F4W Wrestling Observer yes. categories because a certain match didn't get happen to get a certain number of stars. We'll talk about it after, but holy shit, uh, Alvarez goes off on a fucking rant. Yes, he does. It is hilarious. <laughs> All right. So I watched the Raw before. I always watched the Raw before the WrestleMania just to get an idea of, you know, what was going on, things of that nature. And man... They were pushing the hell. So the Undertaker streak, you know, it's been a thing. But now it's like the thing that has to be conquered. Like, it's no longer just a factoid or, a, hey, what do you know? The streak is a thing now every year with the Undertaker. So Yeah, I specifically remember that a lot of people were vying f to face uh, Undertaker this year well i say a lot of people the two people i remember were Shawn michaels and vladimir kozlov because you know vladimir kozlov was a, was a thing for a second here around yeah, this time yes. i remember him. and he, and he just had this terrible match with Shawn michaels on raw to see who would face the undertaker like he took like the most awful like tree falling backwards bump for a super kick. It was this awful. Huh. 
All right, so we've got Money in the Bank match. We've got, uh, oh, here you go, a 25 Diva Battle Royal. Just, it's going to be great. Oh, good Lord. Okay. And, um, and also, this was the time that The Wrestler was coming out, had just come out with yes. Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. I have never watched. I think I've watched parts. I've I've watched a little bit of the wrestler. I remember it, but I never, I've never finished it. It's the only Darren Aronofsky movie that I actually don't like that much. Uh, because pretty much directly after the wrestler came out and was like a critical success, the next movie he made was called Black Swan, which, which did uh, really good. Like which what? did really, really well. Yeah. And that, I think, is like a really good movie. Uh, his movie's Pie is really like creepy and atmospheric, and I love it. It's in black and white, though, so a lot of people think it's weird and don't like it. The Fountain's pretty good. Um, and then he did a movie called Mother with like Jennifer Lawrence, and it's like this weird, totally bizarre movie, <laughs> um, which people have mixed feelings on. But. Um, the the wrestler is like the wrestler is a, is a is a weird trip of a movie because like it's supposed to be based off of a couple of like actual people. I don't exactly remember who the wrestlers were supposed to be, but they're like they partnered a lot with um, Ring of Honor. Oh for yeah, that, for that movie, and so they do a lot of filming at Ring of Honor tapings and like popular independent wrestlers from the time like necro butcher are in that movie and have prominent roles gotcha yeah so rather than have terry funk here's how you retire kid i think i think the wrestler's based off of terry funk i wouldn't be shocked but i'm not sure but the one thing that i really think is weird is that the wrestler and black swan were actually supposed to be one film at one point what yeah and so they were going to combine the two um but then the ideas became too big and so he split them into two different movies probably a good idea yeah so wrestlemania 25 houston texas april 5th 2009 Crazy, we are getting up there. Vince starts off with the intro saying, I've often been asked, what is the greatest WrestleMania moment ever? We then cut to several superstars saying their favorite memories throughout the years. It was interesting having Shawn Michaels involved because everyone says they want to make those types of moments. You know what I thought was better was Chris Jericho saying that every WrestleMania he's ever been a part of has been his best, that has been the best WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> Every match gets a soundbite and a quick video snippet. So this year they're actually hyping up the actual matches this year. That's a first. Yeah, you know what? For the most part, I thought that this, the build, from what I remember, the build for this WrestleMania was actually fairly good, fairly strong, although there was a couple of weird booking things which we'll get into. Yeah. So they welcome us to the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, which isn't true. No. <laughs> Howard Finkel then walks him us to WrestleMania and introduces Nicole Jerzinger. Scherzinger, yes. Uh, Who because is of this the person? Pussycat. She was of 
there was a girls group called the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah, I mean, I know the uh, group. I've heard of the group. I just didn't know. Yeah, she was like the lead person of the Pussycat Dolls. So like, uh, Don't Joe was like a big thing like a couple of years prior to this. Hmm. Gotcha. I don't know. I was in high. I was in high school, and like a lot of the girls were like listening to it ironically. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was working in an adult. Um, <laughs> so, unfortunately, the day we're recording this, uh, Howard Finkel passed away. Yes. Any quick thoughts? Best ring announcer, probably, that the WWE ever had. Um, I agree. Wayne Robert, Justin Roberts is good. I really Justin enjoy- Roberts is probably, like, a really close second, if I'm going to be honest. But, uh... Um, it was just always something special to hear. And new! Right, he just had this way of uh, making it about the wrestler yeah. a lot of the times. He wasn't trying to get himself over a lot of the time, like, ever. Um, but his voice definitely had a presence, so much so that like people like CM Punk and things like that like even brought him out of retirement to uh, have him do things on shows. Oh yeah, uh, up until rain. like 2013, yeah, 2013 and stuff like that. So I remember seeing on Reddit, uh, someone hired Howard Finkel to do the intro for the wedding reception. Hmm, that would have been really cool. Yeah, yeah. So. And it also is like everybody seems to have a Howard Finkel impersonation as well. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. So they do America so. the Beautiful. There's a huge fireworks display uh, as is a custom with WrestleMania. So the first match is the lo- Money in the Bank match. One, one second. Before we get to that, we okay. should also mention that this is the first WrestleMania with a three-man booth. Oh, God, yeah. So our three-man team for this tonight is Jim Ross, Michael Cole, and Jerry Lawler. Yep. No Taz, no JBL. Because JBL's wrestling. Well, JBL hadn't been an announcer at this point. Like, I think on SmackDown it was... Um, Taz and Cole. No, it was Jim Ross. Oh, no, Jim this Ross. during ECW. It, yeah, that's right. It was Jim Ross and uh, Todd Grisham. Oh, man. Yeah. I completely forgot about them. Well, you can't forget about Jim Ross, but no. Tom Grisham, <laughs> Todd Grisham, uh, very plain. And then, like shortly there, shortly after this, um, Matt Stryker moved from ECW. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Money in the Bank match: CM Punk versus Mark Henry versus MVP versus Finley versus Shelton Benjamin versus Kofi Kingston versus Christian versus Kane. Uh, I think you said you had Christian there twice. MVP was in there. Uh, Mark Henry, MVP, Finley. So, yeah, no. All right. Okay. Um, but but the one thing I will say is that this match is uh, notable for two reasons. One, we get uh, we get to hear Mark Henry's Three Sick Mafia song for the first time. Yes. Someone's going to split. Yes. <laughs> and then two is that, uh, or I guess it's notable for three reasons. This is like Christian's first WrestleMania back from his time in TNA. And oh, yeah. also, yeah, and CM Punk 
was Intercontinental Champion two weeks prior to this match. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was like really weird. Like he had won it up. He had won it from Steven Regal, and then like two weeks later on Raw, JBL beat him for it. Okay. Yeah, so it was like super weird. Yeah. Anyway. So Kofi Kingston, this is his WrestleMania debut. And this is Christian 6 WrestleMania. And MVP has been on a 20-match losing streak at this point. But then he suddenly his... found a hot streak. Oh, had his hot streak started? Yes. By this point? I, I forget. According because to the... the announcers, he is on a hot streak. I think it might have been like he had won two matches or something. <laughs> because like he had went on this terrible losing streak for like months at a time, like because that was their idea to get MVP over was to have him lose all the time. And uh shocker, it didn't work very well. No. Um But then like yeah, it must have been he qualified for this match and then shortly afterwards uh he ended up being US champion again. Gotcha. Yeah. The bell rings and everyone attacks each other. Uh, Kane and Mark Henry then clear the ring and they are alone in the ring. And then they fight each other. Shelton and Christian take out Henry with a ladder. Kane and Mark Henry climb the ladder and set up, uh, and set it up. But everyone comes in to stop both men from reaching the top. There are two ladders and everyone starts climbing and Mark Henry and Kane come and part the ladders, making everyone fall off. So now it's just back to Mark Henry and Kane again. Henry picks up a ladder and Lon darts it out of the ring to the outside. Finally, oh sorry, Finley, not finally, hits a suicide dive. And Christian hits his springboard splash on several people. With everybody down on the outside, Punk and Kofi look at each other and do stereo dives. Shelton on the top ladder goes onto the ramp and does a senton dive from the top of the ladder to the entire pile of wrestlers. <clears throat> so everyone got their high spot into the huge crowd. Yeah, it was also uh, that Kofi Punk spot was kind of cool because they looked at each other, shrugged, and then did them did the thing uh, the suicide dives. Yeah, and um, they had recently been tag champions together. Like within the last year. Oh. Yeah, like nobody remembers the Kofi Kingston CM Punk tag title reign, but it was definitely a thing. Dang. Yeah, I yeah. put a gun in my head, I wouldn't remember. Mm. Mark Henry then climbs to the top rope and appears to do a splash of his own, but Finley hits Henry with the shillelagh. I would have loved to see Mark Henry do a. <laughs> to do a he would have murdered uh, like so many people. Yes, yeah, so they'd all be squashed. Hornswoggle then pulls out a stepladder, and he climbs it onto Mark Henry, and then jumps into the uh, pile of wrestlers on the outside as well. So he'd like, use Mark Henry to spring dive off of him. Uh, Finley then smashes the little stepladder on top of uh, Henry. In a cool spot, Henry is holding up a ladder, and Kofi runs up and, and tries to grab the briefcase, but Henry just simply drops the ladder, who then falls face first into the la into another ladder. Then Henry hits the World's Strongest Slam into the ladder to take Kofi out. I really like that spot. 
Yeah, it was one of the first times Kofi did that. Like, uh, he had a run of doing weird spots in this match, and this is this first one. Yeah. Um. So then Shelton and MVP start brawling. Shelton tries for his springboard, Karana off the ladder. Uh, the ladders are set up like a bridge on the ropes. MVP turns it into a power bomb. CM Punk is almost at the top of the ladder. He has his hands on the briefcase, but Christian stops him on the ladder bridge thing. CM Punk then lifts up Christian, and Christian is able to counter and hit an unprettier from the ladder. Now called the kill switch. The kill switch. Yeah, because it has to have an edgy, cool name because unprettier is like not cool enough. Yes. I can't remember um, if it's this match or if it's not or if it's next year's Money in the Bank, but um, Shelton Benjamin does like a sunset. Sunset foot power bomb to um I think that's next year. MVP and he like his leg buckles and then he just like power bombs MVP out of the ring because he messed up. Yeah, I think that's next year. Okay. And a blown spot was Shelton and MVP where Shelton Oh no, I think this was it. Mm. Shelton and MVP where Shelton tried to do a sunset power bomb spot, but I think MVP lost his footing and they just kind of fell on top of each other. Shelton then power bombs MVP over the top rope. I knew a few people on the floor. Yeah, that was at the spot. Yeah, yeah. I, I always thought it was really funny because Shelton is like so pissed off and you can just hear him yelling <laughs> during this <laughs> mic. Like you can't make out any words, but he's just like, <laughs> throwing uh, MVP onto Tony Atlas, who we haven't mentioned in this match. No. Tony yeah. Atlas, Tony Atlas is um, uh, being Mark Henry's advocate. Yeah, that lasted a lot of nowhere. Lasted up for a while, actually. It did, but it didn't. I mean, it was so pointless. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just to give Tony Atlas a paycheck. Oh, yeah. Is Tony Atlas still with us? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. CM Punk then gets hung upside down the ladder and a callback to the previous year's WrestleMania. I really like that. CM Punk is unable to get out and uh, had his hands on the briefcase, but Kane goozles him. But Punk is able to push Kane off the top of the ladder. With his foot. He's just like... He's kicking him. Yeah. Yeah, he's kicking him. And then he just like wedges his foot and like pushes Kane off. I would have been so afraid of falling. But anyway. Well, they did it. Because CM Punk did it. He's won the money in the bank two years in a row. Only man ever to do it. That's what I say. Yep. The match lasted 14 minutes and 24 seconds. Notes. I thought that this was a much better um, way to start Mania than the match that we saw last year, the um, uh, JBL Finley match, which was just like really intense out of nowhere. This was like a good spot fest. It got the crowd warmed up. Um, nobody did anything super crazy, um, but there were still enough like interesting things to get you motivated. Right person won. Yeah, um, I I thought Kofi was really fun and interesting to watch. He brought something fun to the, sh- you know, something unique. Um, I feel like it wasn't a spot fest. It was just guys doing crazy bumps because it's Money in the Bank, right? But, uh, like you said, it was a great way to start the show. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like super crazy, and it also had the right number of people. Like this is like 
it was a good mix of like super heavyweights and super athletic guys. And, you know, um, surprisingly I'm enjoying having, uh, I thought Finley was a good option for this match. You wouldn't think he would be considering his style, but he always seems to have fun when he's in these matches. Yeah. Uh, we get a fan access promo package. It was nothing special. I just kind of went meh. Lillian Garcia welcomes Kid Rock, who does the set. People boo. I fast forwarded this. The WWE loves well, Kid Rock. They do. He's in their Hall of Fame. And later on, they love Flo Rida. He's not in their Hall of Fame. Not yet. yet. This but leads... I would think I would think that Fred Durst would have to go in first. Well, I don't know, maybe. Hmm. Um so, this leads to, uh... It leads to a bunch of bullshit that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> I just love the fact that... <sighs> this is so funny. So, he's singing this song called So Hot, which have the lyrics, Because you know you're so hot, I want to get you alone. So hot, I want to get you stoned. So hot, I don't want to be your friend. I want to fuck you like never going to see you again. Yeah, come on, yeah. This wasn't censored. No, it wasn't. I thought it was hilarious for a PG show. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so they had the 25 Diva Battle Royale. Yeah, so all these Divas just randomly come down. Yeah, none of them have their own entrance. Yeah, none of them had and, and they had long-time people there, like Sonny, Kelly Kelly. Uh, uh, well, Kelly Kelly was, oh, like, was there, part yeah. of the roster at the time. But, like, Sonny, uh, Tori Wilson, Molly Holly, and Jackie Gaeta um, all came out of retirement, in some cases, to be in this match. And none of them were even mentioned until after they were, like, knocked out. Yeah, of the... they were just like, oh, hey, there's Sonny. Oh, she's out. Right. So, basically, at this point, five minutes and 53 seconds, and it ended up with, this is such a weird storyline, because even on Raw, they brought this up, where, like, Santino was, like, angry with, like, Beth Phoenix and Santino had this, like, relationship like they were dating. That's yeah. like the, the, that but was like, the thing. But like anytime Beth Phoenix did something good, like Santino would be like jealous. Because he was losing all of the time. Yeah. So he dressed up as Santina and won this match. And you know, I was thinking to myself, what happened at the money in the first ever woman's money in the bank? A man won it? Exactly! What happened at the first and only Miss WrestleMania Diva Battle Royal? A man won it. Exactly. Fuck the WWE. Now, yeah, well... And and the thing is, is, like, if you ask certain people, they'll be like, well, no, Santino and Santina are two completely different characters, even though the person who plays them is both a man. Uh, Santina came around and was part of storylines as a woman wrestler for a very long time, and it's like, no, that's not the point. Oh, and it was awful, too, because, like, they had to be like, oh, who's who's that? King's like, oh, I don't know who that is. 
you know but yeah, yeah and, like and then well yeah and king started making some like ugly woman jokes and all sorts of other things and it's just it was just gross because like um it's just it's just gross and i the less we talk about it the better but the 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 one thing i will say is like this character santina morella doesn't go away anytime soon she continue they continue to pop up for Ugh. at least the next year lame it's just it's just so stupid all right well, let's move on to the next match it is please the chris jericho versus three legends and so it's a three-on-one handicap elimination match. Chris Jericho versus Rowdy Piper, Jimmy Snuka, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I really like the intro for this, the the, the package. Mm. Basically, Chris Jericho hates all the old timers, and it's all about him. And uh, Rowdy Piper, or who was it? It was Ric Flair. Ric Flair was like, oh, I know some guys who can beat you because I can't wrestle no more. I retired. And it's actually funny. During the time of WrestleMania 24 and the retirement of WrestleMania 25, Ric Flair was actually fired from the WWE that summer and then finally brought back. Yeah, and what was he doing during that time? Oh, wrestling for TNA? No, he, he wasn't in TNA quite yet. He oh. was... Uh... I, I believe he was wrestling Hulk Hogan in Australia. Oh, this is was it this? Oh, I'm, um, thinking, I'm, thinking, or, I'm thinking WWA. Never mind, WWA is 2001. No, not the WWA, but uh, Hulk Hulk Hogan had a Hulkamania tour. Um, and it might have been maybe it was after this, but it was right around this time uh, where it was headlined every every night by Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Huh. All across Australia, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And that's why, like, certain people like Ken Kennedy and um, Brian Kendrick ended up in TNA because they became friends with Hulk Hogan during that tour. Mm. Fun fact. Well, there you go. I still have a problem with Mickey Rourke. His movie glorifies the pathetic has-beens who are still hanging on. Men like Roddy Piper... Jimmy Snooker, Ricky Steamboat, even Ric Flair. And that's why I say that all of these Hall of Famers need to be put in their place. All of these legends. You want respect? Draw! Draw! nothing more than desperate, shameless parasites. Who don't know when to give it up. I think I'm going to challenge Jimmy Snuka, Roddy Piper, and Ricky Steamboat to a match at WrestleMania. On behalf of those legends, I accept we refuse to be judged by insignificant punks that'll never be Hall of Fame material. Flair, do you and the rest of the legends think this situation is some kind of a movie like The Wrestler? Rourke's movie gave you the impression that you still matter, but you don't. I'll be so proud to stand by my Hall of Fame brothers as they beat you. Woo! 
WrestleMania, I'm gonna beat your friends. And you're gonna be forced to stand at ringside powerless, with tears streaming down your face, screaming for me to stop. But I'm not gonna stop, Flair. And Mickey Rourke's gonna be watching with his own two eyes the carnage that he ultimately caused. So next, Ric Flair representing the Legends, along with they try to get some kind of tie-in with Ricky or Mickey Rourke. Okay, yeah. So what what they what WWE wanted to do initially was have a match with pit, that pitted Chris Jericho and Mickey Rourke with Ric Flair in his corner, and they like did a whole bunch of things to set it up. Um, but then Chris Jericho, I think, was like on Larry King. Mm-hmm. or something and said a couple of things that actually made Mickey Rourke like really upset. And so Mickey Rourke kind of canceled and Jericho was like, dude, I- I'm just doing my job. I don't actually want to hurt you or anything like that. This is what wrestlers do. And Mickey Rourke didn't believe him. And so um, he came to this match because he was still invited, even though he dropped out of being in the match. But did you know who was sitting right next to him? I know it's an MMA fighter. I think it was Randy Couture. It's, it's Frank Shamrock. That's it, Frank Shamrock. Ken Shamrock's adopted younger brother and probably one of the best light heavyweight champions UFC has ever had. Um, yeah, like no, he was like he was legit back in the in the day. He was undefeated. Anyway, um, but I thought it was hilarious because like yeah they brought Frank Shamrock because Mickey Rourke thought that he was actually going to get hurt oh. by Chris Jericho. What a pansy. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, you were around all those wrestlers. You made a fucking movie. Like, like you didn't learn anything? Like, I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't get it. No, I don't think so. I think he was basically in his trailer unless he was doing... You know, I mean, Mickey Rourke, you know, like, he, he's had a hard life. Like he did a lot of drugs and things like that. He was also a boxer, so like the some of those experience probably like left a bad taste in his mouth, and he was just worried probably. But it's still it's still a funny story. Yeah, no kidding. All right, well, let's get into the match. The legends fight over who is going to start, and Piper starts with the match. Jr. says that this might be bowling shoe ugly for the legends. Piper hits a sunset flip for a two. Piper then hits a terrible-looking drop kick on Jericho. I don't think Piper ever threw drop kicks. Well, he did here. He did a I one-legged know. drop kick. Yes, well, that's because he only had one hip. Yeah. Piper then tags out to Snooka. Snooka does a few moves and then quickly tags out to Ricky Steamboat. Dragon climbs the top rope, hits a cross-body block, and then hits a really nice-looking deep-arm drag. The announcers are going nuts at this point. JR is, like, beyond impressed. Jericho continues to get worked over by each man, but Snooka is then tagged in. Jericho applies the walls of Jericho, and Snooka taps out. Jericho then cheap and, shots. Oh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say that the way that Jimmy Snooker like taps out is like, it's so sad. He's just like drumming his fingers on the mat. He just, I'm not putting this motherfucker over. Well, no, it's a, well, maybe it was that, but like Snooker looked out of it, man. Like, Oh, it probably entire... was. Probably high as yeah. hell. No, I mean, maybe. Who knows? He was old and feeble. Yes, and he shouldn't if, have been in the ring. Did you watch uh, this last week's? Yes, I did. Well, according to him, he might have had dementia. Right. So, so Jericho cheap shots Steamboat. Piper then comes in and attacks Chris Jericho with a kick to the midsection. Piper then pokes the eye of Jericho and gets a sleeper hold, but Jericho was able to hit a running insiguri, and man, that looked terrible. <laughs> that running insiguri, the... Uh, uh, yeah, the insecurity was just not yeah. Bad. The the bump that Piper took looked yeah. awful. But I, you know what, I have to say that I really like that poke to the eye. It's so nonchalant. He's just like boop. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jericho's able to get the pinfall on Piper. Steamboat then comes in and gets a two count after a cross body block. Jericho is booed as he hits a kick to the back of Steamboat. Steamboat then fights back. He then skins the cat. But, and Jericho is thrown into the outside. And Steamboat hits a plancha to the outside onto Jericho. Steamboat then climbs the top rope and hits a single axe handle. And Steamboat is getting the better of Jericho. Steamboat then hits a roll up for a two count. And Jericho then hits a running bulldog on a Steamboat. A lion salt misses. And Steamboat is able to hit a scoop slam for a two count on Jericho. Jericho then applauds the wilds of Jericho. But Steamboat gets an inside cradle for a two. Jericho then is able to hit a cold breaker out of nowhere on Steamboat to win in 8 minutes and 57 seconds. I remember uh, from this match is just that, that crossbody block by Steamboat. That's like my both all I, Yeah. I mean, all I really remember is that Snuka and Piper like, did not look great in this match. Snuka, worst of all. Um, and then, like... All of a sudden, there's just Ricky Steamboat, and he's just like uh, doing all these amazing things for somebody who's almost 60 years old at the time of the match happening. I and, wonder, because he was a school teacher. Mm. I wonder if he like, hey kids, watch this. Yeah, you know, I I don't know, like, uh, because at the time I. At the time of this match, I think he was a producer backstage oh, okay. for oh, okay. for WWE. Like I think, so now he became a Spanish the, teacher. I uh, Tito Santana. Was oh a Spanish damn! Teacher. Okay, I'm getting people mixed up. My bad. Um, he was a producer backstage, and I think he got his kid hired in the WWE around this time. Uh, Richie Steamboat. Yeah, and then he had uh, that really bad back. Issue. Injury, which is funny because that's what Rick, what took Ricky out was a bad back injury. Um, Steamboats have, have terrible backs because they're cowards. apparently apparently the Blood family has terrible have terrible backs. Um, but Jericho had to convince Steamboat to take this match because Steamboat was like, "No, huh? I, yeah, I don't think he's like I don't think I can do it." And then he's like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Nice. And then they went on tour and they did all sorts of, they did this match, uh, a version of this match without Piper and, and Snuka all over the world on tour. And then they had a 
another match at Backlash, and I think it ended there. Gotcha. Yeah. So after the match, it was impressive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Steamboat got a lot more mileage. Flair comes in and hits several knife edge chops on Jericho, but Jericho is able to hit a high back body drop, uh, to, and then a code breaker to knock down Flair. Jericho then starts looking around. He's handed a microphone to a chorus of boos from the crowd. Jericho then says he's the best in the world at what he does. He says that he did what he said he was going to do. He calls out Mickey Rooney from the crowd, who's in the front row. Mickey Rourke, not Mickey Rooney. Oh, my bad. Rick Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> I got diabetes. To the moon! <laughs> yes. Jericho then challenges Rourke to get in the ring and apologizes for what he said. Eventually, Rourke stands up, takes off his jewelry, and then walks to the ring. He plays with the crowd. No one fucking cares, but in the video we watched, they were getting cheers. Five years later, Rourke finally gets on the apron and finally gets in the ring. Jarrah mentions that Rourke was a pro boxer at one time. Both men look like they're going to lock up. Rourke tries for a quick left and then jabs, hits another one, and then finally uh, he misses and Jericho gets hit. Whoop-de-fucking-do. It was yeah, stupid. They the, didn't need that part. The first of two times that uh, Jericho would be would fall to a boxer within a two-year period at this point. Yep. <laughs> Next up is the Extreme Rules match. Brother versus brother. Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy. Oh, God. So... Oh, God. <laughs> this storyline is so cartoonish. Oh, God. Bad. Yes. <laughs> Just brother Matt. The Hardys shades of TLC. You know what? 
You hate yourself more than you could ever know. So here we are right now. This is our turn to cross this line. Every single time. were happening to Jeff. Something almost fell on him. He went out and did his entrance and fireworks exploded all around him. But then in reality... Uh, his, his, his house caught on his fire. His house caught on fire. And instead of being like, no, we're going to keep that private, like, no, let's use it. And his dog, Jack, uh, died in the fire, unfortunately. So in the promo... Uh, <laughs> Jeff Hardy's like, you know, it was really sad to hear that your house burned down. And you love that dog, Jack. But you know, Matt, sometimes things, accidents, aren't just accidents. Yeah, no, you got the, you got the two brothers confused. Matt was saying that to Jeff. Oh, my bad. I forgot Matt yeah. was the bad guy. I thought it was Jeff. Yeah, no, Matt is the bad guy. He's like, yeah. So I, I, I burned down your house and I killed your dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. All because Jeff Hardy became world champion and Matt did not. Yes, now I would say Matt Hardy's more popular than Jeff today. Yeah, and and Matt has won two world championships. He he was TNA champion twice. Yep. So at the Royal Rumble, Matt Hardy turned on Jeff Hardy, who was defending his WWE championship. Matt is now out from underneath Jeff. Jeff was attacked on the stairwell. He was he was oh yeah, his car was run off the road. <laughs> right. Uh, what was the year that, that, um, remember the Ric Flair road rage incident? No, I don't remember what year it was. Okay. I thought that was at a WrestleMania, but I guess not. Um, so he's run off the road. Pyro went off around Jeff and finally his house burnt down and his Jack, his dog Jack died. And Matt said it was all done by one person. Him. It was me. It was me all along, Jeff. <laughs> yes. King said the fire could have been an accident, though. Jeff attacks first and quickly ends up out on the outside. Jeff finds a WrestleMania framed poster from underneath the ring and hits Matt across the head with it. Jeff hits his poetry in motion using the stairs. Jeff tries another using a chair, but Matt is able to hit Jeff in the back of the knee. When Jeff tries for a uh, twisting moonsault with the chair, Matt finds the shop back and the underneath the ring. Why it's there in the first place? 
you know, uh, just in case you need to clean up some water. Apparently. He hits Matt, or he hits him with the shop back, uh, over the back, and over the head with it. Then Matt hits a side effect onto a steel chair for a two count. Matt sets up a table on the outside and tries to suplex Jeff through it, but Jeff is able to block it with a flying clothesline. Uh, more plunder, more two counts. Jeff misses a swanton bomb. Matt is able to hit a twist of fate for a two count. Matt calls for a two for a swanton of his own, but Jeff hits a superplex. Uh, then Jeff cracks Matt across the face with a steel chair, who falls out of the ring next to the table. Jeff puts the chair on top of Matt after placing another table on top of Matt, like or uh, putting putting Jeff on top of the table with the chair on top. Then Jeff pulls out another table, puts the table on top of Jeff, so he's like sandwiched between these two tables. Yeah, so fully... so it's Matt, Har- it's it's table Matt Hardy chair another table, and then Jeff <laughs> jumps on top of that, breaking all of them. Yes, so. And it looks scary because Jeff is obviously not trying to come down directly on the table as to injure Matt. He does this dive, but he kind of like surfs across the top. But then there's like just enough pressure to break everything. But he clearly like aimed for the front of the table to avoid making direct contact. But it looked kind of right. a scary bump because he, he just really does this like, like a, 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 a belly flop onto it. Right, it's like, all right, I'm gonna go into the pool. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he hits that big ass move. Everyone's like, oh wow, oh my god! He pulls, rolls Matt into the ring, but Matt gets his damn foot on the rope for a two count. Jeff goes back under the ring again and pulls out two giant ladders, one being slightly bigger than the other. Jeff then sets them up and climbs up the top to the shorter one. And then vaults off and misses a big leg drop from the tall ladder as Matt rolls out of the way. And I think he breaks his tailbone or his ass bone is broken forever because, my God, that must have hurt. Yes. Matt then puts Jeff's head in between a seated chair, hits a twist of fate onto the chair or with his neck in the chair. Right. It looks really bad. But apparently, according to other wrestlers, that's like it's better than taking an actual twist of fate because you don't have to actually land on anything. That's true. It just kind of bounces. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Hardy picks up the win at fifth at thirteen minutes and fifteen seconds. And then Matt goes on to become WWE champion and reigns over the WWE for several years to come. He becomes oh, wait, he becomes rich money Matt. Yeah, no, that you know, I, I know. that doesn't that doesn't happen. Oh, uh, he ends up jobbing to Drew McIntyre, like like within a year after this. Was this after? Oh, that was two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, this is long past the edge. Yeah, yeah, no, like. Uh, and then Jeff enters a feud with Edge and CM Punk for this uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. So and Jeff I, fell up. Yeah, and I remember. I don't know why I remember that Jeff Hardy thing so much, but I definitely remember that CM Punk feud. And then like they, they changed because CM Punk was champion after that. And mm-hmm. I remember like people were like, "Oh, where's?" She's like, "Oh, where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? Oh, that's right, he's gone." Because he left. Yeah, he went to, to he, he went to TNA. 
Yep. Mm. Uh, was it because of a wellness policy? Yeah, he failed the wellness policy. They said, Jeff, go to rehab. He was like, no. And so they're like, okay. Uh, oh, you'll yeah. Have your, you'll, have your, you'll have your match at SummerSlam, and then you'll be gone. Yes. Wasn't this a period, or was this in 2011, where he had that, remember that, have you seen that weird Waffle House video where he was? Oh, yeah. He and Matt were, like, drugged out of their minds and in a Waffle House. All sorts of, yeah. Like, talking well, shit about nothing good ever happens in a Waffle House. Hey, there is damn good food in a Waffle House. Uh, that is, like, highly debatable. Well, it is cheap. It is cheap food. It doesn't necessarily make it good food. So I will tell you a funny story because you'll probably find it funny. I grew up in Minnesota. Mm. Waffle houses aren't a thing. Right. So when I moved to North Carolina, waffle houses were a thing down here. Well, I had moved down here maybe a week, two weeks, and I was living in a trailer home. Cause that's what you live in in the South. I was living in a trailer home. We didn't have a... Uh, Wash and dryer. My roommates and I were washing and drying our clothes at a laundromat. And everybody and, pronounces it wash because they haven't, they put a W in front of it there. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, holy shit, a Waffle House. Let's go. So we went. And I had the steak thinking like, oh, that's, that's steaks. Yeah. The saddest piece of steak ever. I don't think you could call it a steak. Oh. It's a piece of cow. Yeah. I learned my lesson. Stick with the uh, waffles and pancakes. I had like a $2 hamburger that like <laughs> one time I was like, what is this, 1957? Yes. I have never had anything other than I always get the, the, the all-star. And I rarely go there, but yeah. See, uh, when I lived in Ohio, there were uh, waffle houses there. And there was one by my work that always had at least one uh, letter off in their in their sign like yeah. one one letter was always like not illuminated I'm going to the waffle hose <laughs> or i'm going to the awful house or, yes yes or uh though yeah it's just like uh <laughs> it's a, the wafu house the wafu house yes the waifu house the waifu house you're not going to find any waifus at Waffle House. Oh, you might, but uh, <laughs> you're just going to be missing a few teeth. <laughs> All right. Intercontinental Championship match. JBL, your champion versus Rey Mysterio's. JBL comes out. He thanks Texas and nobody's cheering. It's dead quiet. No, because everybody hates JBL. He sucks. Yes. JBL says that he had a vision... He would return to Texas as a champion. He then runs down Texas. Nobody cares. They're quiet. Mysterio comes down in his trademark superhero cosplay. This year, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yes, because the Dark Knight had just come out. Yep. The ref tells the rules to JBL, and he just hits a big boot. He then works over Rey Mysterio. JBL yells for the ref to ring the bell. Ray says he wants to compete. Uh, that would be funny. Do you want to compete? No, I don't. I'm hurt. <laughs> yeah, no. Then they just bring out somebody else. Oh, okay. Is that what happens? I, I would assume that there would be uh, somebody else there. Like, I don't know, R-Truth. There you go. Yeah. So he says he wants to compete. The bell rings. Ray Mysterio hits an insiguri. And then a 619 and a splash. 
picks up the win in 21 seconds. Thank fuck. I was not looking forward to this JBL match. After the match, JBL's angry. He gets on the mic. He stalls. And then he yells, I quit! And leaves the ring. And nobody was on was was sad to see him go. You know, it was interesting because like uh Rey Mysterio was doing a whole bunch of like press before this uh before WrestleMania and he was saying that he was going to be match he and JBL and it was gonna go like twenty two minutes or something, and then it was just twenty two seconds in the middle of the show. Ah. But imagine if they started the show with a 22-second match. I wonder what people would have thought. Yeah, who knows? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I guess, you know, maybe JBL would have been the next Daniel Bryan. Ah, oh, you ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> the promo package plays for the next match, which is The Undertaker versus HBK. Oh! I am no longer Shawn Michaels' employee of the month. Undertaker is 16-0 and 0 at WrestleMania, but Shawn Michaels is Wrestle, Mr. WrestleMania. A great promo package, but nothing compares to next year's WrestleMania promo package. I can't wait to watch that. Mm. Shawn Michaels summons up his inner Goku and rides a cloud down from the rafters. I know, he's trying to be an angel. I know. There's a choir, orchestral music plays as he's lowered. Michaelson comes down to Sexy Boy. Undertaker gets his usual entrance, but without druids this year. It's the yeah, lightness no. versus the darkness, according to King. Yes. 
He's trying to be all all dramatic. He's like, it's it's the it's the it's the lightness versus the the, the darkness. Yes. It's <laughs> like, leave the analogies to uh, Jr. Please. <laughs> yes. A split time. A split crowd for both men. Michaels is thrown around in the corner. He feigns a knee injury, and then he loot does the Undertaker. Um. The crowd isn't hot. This is awesome. It feels like a really big fight. Taker press slams HBK to work over his bad back. Taker works over the left arm of HBK. Hits an old school. Locks in the figure four. Uh, uh, sorry, Michaels locks in a figure four. And he An claims inverted that... figure four. And he, yeah. He claims that Ric Flair taught him the move. I mean, maybe. I don't know. HBK hits a low drop kick. The kneecap of Undertaker to take him down again. Taker calls for the choke slam, but Shawn Michaels counters the attempt with a cross face. Taker is able to get moved to the side and eventually roll up Michaels for a two count while keeping the hold applied. Undertaker eventually is able to stand up and he hits a side slam to break the hold. Michaels hits a flying clothesline and then rips, or sorry, then nips up and follows up with multiple inverted atomic drops. HBK then climbs the top rope, but Undertaker sits up and gets uh, gets up. The Undertaker grabs Michaels into a goozle. Michaels hits a low kick, and then Taker gets Michaels into the Hell's Gate submission move. Michaels is quickly gets to the ropes. He really sells the move like he's going to die. He acted like his head was stuck into a vice. It was really awesome. Mm. Undertaker refuses to break the hole, but eventually does after the ref counts. Undertaker hits the apron leg drop uh, on Michaels for more damage. Baseball. And, and and we got the famous Undertaker yell during the three goes. Baseball slide by Michaels to take Taker down to the outside. He then climbs the top rope and hits a moonsault. Undertaker just pushes him away, and all you hear is a thick thud. It's like boom. <laughs> no, it sounded like it sucked. <laughs> As Michaels just crashes to the mat below. The ref checks on Michaels. Undertaker just lays in the ring, but eventually sits up. As Taker runs for a flying clothesline, Michaels pulls the cameraman in front. As Michaels doesn't land, or sorry, as Undertaker doesn't land flat, he lands at a nearly 180 degree angle on the top of his head, like he was doing a dive into the pool. Right, and the cameraman is uh, Sim, Sim Snooker. Yeah. And uh, let's just say that Sim, Sim Snooker didn't have a job very much longer after this match. Yeah, want to see how to lose a lose a job? Don't catch the Undertaker. Don't catch the Undertaker. HBK uh, drags the ref back into the ring, yelling at him to count. The Undertaker is completely out of it. As the ref starts to uh, do the 10 count, the boos in the crowd seem to get louder with every number. As Michael's excitedly watching... As Undertaker drags himself to the ring, he's able to get into the ring right before 10. Sean starts to tune up the band, but Undertaker chokeslams HBK. One, two, kick out. HBK tries for another switch in music, but it's blocked by the Undertaker. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that uh, JR has a great line here where he goes, that wasn't just a chokeslam, that was a slam dunk. A gorilla dunk. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, so Undertaker tries for a choke slam, but it's blocked. Michaels hits some sweet chin music. 
and then crawls and covers Undertaker with one arm, and Undertaker is able to kick out at 2.5. Undertaker goes for a last ride. HBK rolls around, but Undertaker just picks him up between his legs. <laughs> he hits the last ride for a two count. Undertaker then climbs the top rope, goes for an elbow drop but misses as HBK rolls out of the way. Michael skins the cat as Taker tries to throw him out. But as he's pulling himself back in, the Undertaker just grabs Michaels and puts him into the tombstone. But Michaels kicks out at the very last possible second. I really like that. That was a kind of a, that was a neat little uh, move. Because you, mm. you see, you know, HBK skins the cat all the time. The crowd bit really hard on this finish. The, uh, the Undertaker pulls down his straps. He calls for another tombstone. Taker picks him up uh, for another tombstone. But Michaels turns it into a DDT. Ugh. Michaels slowly climbs his way to the top rope. Hits an elbow drop on Taker. Michaels doesn't make the cover, though. He drags himself to the corner. He starts to tune up the band again. He hits a sweet chin music super kick. Makes the cover, yeah. but the Undertaker kicks out as King is beside himself. As yeah, JR... JR just goes, Good God Almighty in wrestling history. Yes, <laughs> like, watching like, Good a classic. God Almighty. A classic. The world is watching this classic. Yes. Austin. <laughs> a booyah spot with Undertaker throwing punches and HBK throwing knife edge chops. Taker ends it though with a big boot to the face of Shawn Michaels. Undertaker picks up Shawn, but Michaels slips down. He hits a series of chops. Undertaker tries for a running knee, uh, some kind of running move. But HBK gets his boots up to take down the Undertaker. HBK then climbs to the top rope. He hits a moonsault, but Undertaker catches HBK in midair, hits a tombstone power driver to win the match at 30 minutes and 42 seconds. <sighs> the Undertaker is now 17-0. Jim Ross puts over this match huge, saying it was an opportunity to call. Uh, this match was amazing. That flying spot has been replayed a million times since mm. WrestleMania. But I remember watching that going, holy fuck, The Undertaker just killed himself on pay-per-view. Yeah, I remember it. It was it was pretty scary. It was. Um, but, like, this is probably the best match uh, in WrestleMania history. And I include the Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle match and that and all the and and a bunch of others. This is probably for my money the best singles match that they've ever produced on a WrestleMania, and it's just so good. I could watch it over and over and over again, and I have. I like these three years of matches. I like next year's and I like the year after. Oh, wait. Mm. No, 28. Sorry, I'm thinking 28. I mean, 27th is fine. 28th is better. 28th is better because of HBK being the ref. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh, that match was awesome. It was. Do you want to take the triple threat match? Yeah, I can take the triple threat match. I'll give you a break. Oh, the coronavirus has got me. the R and Rated R Superstar stands for remarkable, resplendent, or really 
really smart. When I see an opportunity, I, I seize it. on creating history at WrestleMania. What exactly are you doing here, Cena? In case you missed it, you're not in this match. I invited Cena out here. I thought that it was only fair to the audience and I allowed Cena to compete for the title at WrestleMania. Vicky, I do think it's time everybody knows the truth. Big Show, listen, I had a piece of information I had to tell Vicky Guerrero. I told Vicky Guerrero that I got some friends. Some splaining to do. I feel as if I am on the outside of a love triangle looking in at the once coveted World Heavyweight Championship. Big Show and Edge, they're going to WrestleMania to fight for the affection of Vicky Guerrero. It's all wrapped up in one perverted package to me, okay? The Big Show is done and gone. Your so-called husband has left me no choice. Edge deserves everything he's going to get. This is not about you. This is about Cena. Whether you love Vicky or not, it doesn't matter. She's not competing in the triple threat in WrestleMania. I am Edge. This is mine. The Big Show. Vicky Guerrero, they have done every dirty, underhanded, backstabbing tactic to try to keep me away from the World Heavyweight Championship and keep me away from WrestleMania. I am going to WrestleMania to fight. I am going to WrestleMania to win. I am going to WrestleMania to be the World Heavyweight Champion. No, it does not. Don't joke about that. Uh, but we're gonna we're it, it's gonna be abbreviated because I don't have a ton of notes on it. But here we go. Uh, our next match is going to be for the world heavyweight title, and it's going to be Edge versus John Cena versus The Big Show. Oh, I got the I Big read, Show. I got every. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. The Big Show. No, I just like saying The Big Show in a oh, surprise okay. voice. Yes. Um. So hold on, I got the entire backstory written down. Oh, I also I have the entire backstory memorized. Oh, perfect. Go ahead then. All right, so Edge is married to Vicky Guerrero, and at Elimination Chamber, or I think it was No Way Out still at this point. Anyway, uh, at the event that has all the Elimination Chamber matches, he was the WWE champion, 
and he got knocked out of the match really early. And so during the World Heavyweight Championship Elimination Chamber, Edge goes and attacks Kofi Kingston and takes his spot. And he pins John Cena, making sure that there's going to be a new champion. And so he ends up winning that match. So in one night, he lost the WWE Championship. And in the other, he and he wins the World Heavyweight Championship. And uh, he then like starts basically abusing Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero doesn't like it very much. And so she big show as his opponent. And it turns out that Vicky Guerrero is cheating on edge with the big show. And we find this out because John Cena lovable baby face that he is shows security footage of their <laughs> dressing room. And that's how John Cena gets into the match. Because like I said, he's a lovable baby's face. Yeah. I love the fact that like Cena just shows up and Vicky's like, Cena's out here because it's only fair to the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I invited him. It's only fair to the people. Yes. And everybody's like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, and so uh, we get our first special entrance of the night. Uh, Big Show and Edge kind of have their usual entrances. I really like Edge's coat. I forgot to mention that last year. I would buy Edge's coat if it were for sale. Um and so John Cena comes out, but then a hundred John Cena's come out. And they line yes. the ramp and they all start doing the you can't see me um, stance. And then the real John Cena comes out and he runs through them. Not acknowledging them because he can't see them. Nope, they're invisible. Yes. So uh, the crowd is pretty much dead for this match. It's a Pretty average three-way match. Um, There's some brawling on the outside between Edge and Big Show and John Cena. Um, Probably the most uh, memorable spot of the match is when John Cena picks up Edge and Big Show on his shoulders at the same time. And uh, Edge falls off and John Cena gives uh, Big Show the attitude adjustment. And um, then um, he ends up, uh, then Edge, he, Cena gives Edge uh, attitude adjustment onto Big Show. He covers Big Show and he wins and it's about 15 minutes long. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's nothing special. 14 minutes and 43 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that great. It was good when it was uh, Edge and Cena. They always had good chemistry. Big Show and Cena yeah. wasn't bad, but Big Show and Edge was kind of mad. Like, they focused on that a little bit with Vicky trying to, like, her, like, oh, I want to help Edge. No, I want to help Big Show. Like, not showing who to favor. It was kind of weird. Oh, yeah, and then uh, Vicky took a bomb. I forgot to mention that. Yes. But, um, yeah, no, it, it's not It's not necessarily, like, the, the best match, um, but it's just... Um, Especially after that last one, like nobody was wanting, like the crowd was dead. It was just like, uh, do we, can we like end it here? That was a great match. Can we like, uh, go home now? All the good matches are over. Yeah, it was, uh, definitely felt like, even on Raw, they just had interviews with each person and then John Cena was doing his typical, like, Raw, Raw, WrestleMania moment, blah, blah, blah kind of speech. 
It wasn't mm. very good. He was just like, I'm going to be the man because I'm John Cena and it's WrestleMania. And WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, shut up. Yeah. Me. You know. And I'm then, here. yeah. And then, you know, like the very next month, he lost the, the championship again because Big Show threw him through a spotlight and Edge ended up winning it back. And like this match like was not like super consequential in the grand scheme of things. Yep. All right. Uh, Hall of Fame time. Hall of Fame time. WWE Hall of Fame package is shown with the headliner being Stone Cold Steve Austin. Give me a hell yeah. What? Burn out, burn out, burn out. Class of 2009. Terry and Dory Funk. Yay. Shocked that either of these people are still alive. They were wrestling up until like 2017, both of them. Oh, wow. And Dory's old, a lot older than Terry, too. Oh, wow. Well, good for yeah. you. Yeah. Cowboy Bill Watts, Howard Finkel, rest in peace, Coco yeah. Beware, Kevin Von Erich, which is representing the entire Von Erich family, mm-hmm. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, so he had a great fucking weekend. Yep. And finally, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who didn't even get a special entrance or anything. Because in years no, past, was... years past, it would be like, oh, you're just great special entrance. But then I was wrong. No, actually, they didn't start doing the special entrances for the headliner until a few years after this. Oh. They, yeah, no, they would just play the Hall of Fame music and then pan through the crowd. It wasn't until, I think it was like WrestleMania 28 where the headliner started getting the special theme music. Ah, okay. Yeah, but... Uh, they did a bad um, job at hiding the fact that Austin goes back to the back and you get to get on his three-wheeler. As they pan through all the people, you can see the headlights of the four-wheeler. Glass shatters. Austin guns it down the ramp. And he goes to the ringside several times. And it was actually, I think in one of the interviews or something, he actually talked about this and how he was like, just amped up trying to, instead of trying to get around those corners, was a bitch. Oh, yeah, because... Um... They tried to fit so many people into the into the building that the enclosure was a little bit smaller than it had been in years past. So, and that four wheeler was pretty big. Oh yeah, that thing he fucking got. He's like, bro, like shit. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought this uh, this class gets a lot of crap uh, because Coco Beware is in it, and like everybody's like, why is Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame? And I'm just like, come on, guys, like he he was a big part of wrestling for a while he was he was a big thing in the wwe yeah i i don't know everybody like makes fun of coco being in the hall of fame but weird yeah but you know like this class was actually like pretty good in terms of like uh texas because it has bill watts who yep uh was a promoter uh not wccw but uh georgia championship wrestling yeah, or the UWA. UWA, that's sorry, UWA, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know a lot about Cowboy Bill Watts because of uh, Jim Ross's book. Mm. As far as I should say now, his first book. I have not read a second book yet. Yeah, well, yeah, the second one just came out, right? Yeah, the second, the first one ends at WrestleMania 15. Oh, uh, okay. So it, and starts, then... it starts with him talking about WrestleMania 15 and about how nervous he is, and it ends with him walking out uh, at WrestleMania 15 to go call the match. And that's where it ends. So I'm excited. I hope it picks up where the last one left off. I mean, I it might. Um, 
he, although he might have some trouble because he's not working for WWE anymore. And sometimes when they're not working for WWE, they have trouble um, with getting information about what happened backstage out for some reason. That's bullshit. I, I know it is. First but... and first and... Fucking freedom of speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Vince McMahon's a fascist, but let's not get into that right now. Um, and then uh, you know the Von Erichs, which we just talked about recently in our last uh, bonus episode. Yep. Um, and um, and the Funks as well, also big Texas people. Um, Steamboat is just South in general. Like he was big in Jim Crockett promotions. Um, I don't, I don't know where Coco Beware came from before he was in the Fed, though. I would maybe think, Texas. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think it was AWA. Uh, yeah, maybe. The AWA, as far as I'm aware, didn't have a big hold in Texas. Uh, let me look here. Let's look at his Wikipedia. He was born in 1957. Um. UWA. World oh, Wrestling. well. It, okay, it does say. It says World Wrestling Federation. From well, if he worked for the UWA, that means he was Bill Watts guy. Well, it says US. Oh, no, sorry. It says USWA. Oh, USWA. So yeah. that would be a Jerry Lawler. But that's Jerry. after. That's 91 to 97. Oh, so okay. Early years. Let's see. Stagger Lee. Uh, Stanker Lee. Stagger Lee. Stagger Lee, not Stanker, okay. Uh Bobby Eaton turned face. He was Stagger Lee, blah blah blah. It doesn't say. I'd have to really read this and I don't wanna <laughs> I don't want it right now. <laughs> uh Coco moved on to Bill Watts Mid South UWF territory where he started okay. calling himself Coco Beware. Where his persona was that of a face who entered the ring to theme of Morris Day's The Bird doing arm flapping dance. Mm. Wait, what? Morris Day's The Bird? <laughs> oh, okay. Doing arm flapping dance. Yeah, that's what it says. Doing an arm flapping dance. Well, he did do that. And then eventually he got that terrifying parrot of his. Yes. All right. So there you go. He was in the UWF. All right. So I guess that makes sense. And then after that, it was our main event. Yep. Oh God. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. So boring. But first, before the main event, the WWE goes to the desert in Arizona for WrestleMania 26, March 28, 2010. Woo! Yes, I also got this one for my birthday as well. And I remember uh, watching it with a couple of uh, girlfriends of mine, and they were just like, they just stayed for the Money in the Bank match, and I'll tell that story next time. Oh, man. You with multiple girlfriends, eh? Yeah, yes. yeah. Hell yeah. It's time. <laughs> and when I say girlfriends, I just mean I, friends. I, 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 I know. I'm just... <laughs> we know you can't do better than that, so, you know. Well, yeah, no, that's true. Give me a shit. All right, it's time for the main event. 
culminated on Raw with Triple H beating down Randy Orton. Okay, so Tri- Triple H beat down Randy Orton after winning the World Heavyweight title at SummerSlam 2007. Back when Randy Orton won the title and Batista beat him up, gave him the thumbs down. Very memorable moment. Yes. Orton then won the Royal Rumble. Orton attacked Vince McMahon, giving him a punt to the head. Orton said that he had a medical condition called IED. Involuntary Explosive Disorder. Yeah. A legitimate medical condition. Yeah. He then attacked Stephanie McMahon with a DDT and then kissed her right in front of Triple H who was handcuffed to the ropes. So Yeah, they, they brought out the sexual assault for this angle. Yes. And then, the Raw before WrestleMania, Triple H came to Orton's house and beat him up and threw him through his living room uh, uh, glass window. Yes, with somebody who is not his wife, but they said it was. Yes. So this is, this is a blood feud, it, damn it. Yeah, it is. It's funny because they also showed Randy Orton's wife, quote unquote, on camera like a couple of years earlier. And yeah, I remember that when, it was with the, when, he, when he had his own motor coach or something. It's on tour. Right, bus. right. Yeah, and it was a completely different person. And uh, neither of them were his wife. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a wife no more, so. Oh, he doesn't? Well, but the, the wife that would have been there at that time, they got divorced, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. But whatever. I don't... Uh, whatever. Good luck to Randy. Well, he needs to stop pooping in bags. That is true. It wasn't very romantic. <laughs> hey, I got Here. you in... Here's, here's my crap bag. <laughs> it's a Louis Vuitton. And now I'm just reminded of that episode of Friends where Paul Rudd changes his name to Crap Bag and makes uh, Phoebe say that. Nice. That she loves crap bag. Nice. Yes. Yes. So this blood feud. It's a normal one-on-one match. No, 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 it's not. Because if Triple H gets disqualified, Randy Orton wins the championship. Yes. So it's it's even worse than a one-on-one match. It is weird seeing Triple H with the John Cena Spinner era world title belt. Yeah, uh, this is I, I don't I don't know if this is the only time he won it either. I don't probably I doubt it. It's Triple H, he probably won it like nine times. He didn't win this particular one nine times, but I, this particular I, I belt design. But like, yeah. In the back, Vince and Shane just stare at Triple H as Pat as Triple H just pats Vince on the shoulder and walks away. Each man gets a standard entrance. For the no, actually, Triple H gets a special special entrance. Oh, he did. Yeah, his special entrance was him looking at a mirror and then throwing his sledgehammer through it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I didn't write that down. Uh, It's like the worst special entrance. (laughs) Uh, We can't afford a lot. We spent it all on the on the fireworks at the beginning of the show. We we spent it all on On the John Cena (laughs) show. Yes. We had to fly in every jobber for every indie worker from here to to Alaska. Dude, I guarantee you, those were all just people from like who showed up early to the show, and they're like, "Hey, kid, if you shave your head, you can be on WrestleMania, and you get a free shirt and some shorts." Like, do yeah, I? Probably. 
I would be very interested to hear from someone who, who if they were, an, I mean, I guarantee you they're extras, but still. Yeah. Does this have like an open audition? Like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, like, cause like, uh, Cole Cabana was talking about how like he would go to WrestleMania just so he could be an extra and things. Like he was a druid a, a couple druid. times. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine Cole Cabana as John Cena clone. Yes. He'd just mess it up on purpose this because he would think it would be funny. Stop doing the masturbation sign, damn it. <laughs> Stop going, hey. Yes. Stop yelling, boom, boom. <laughs> Triple H gets the better, uh, early better on with punches and kicks into the corner on Orton as the ref is telling Triple H to listen to him. Randy Orton is able to hit an RKA out of nowhere, and God, I wish the match would have ended then. But doesn't bother trying for a pin. He just sits there watching. He then tries for a punt, but Triple H misses and hits a pedigree. Both men are now on the outside. Orton is thrown at the announce table. Triple H bounces Orton's head off the ring uh, post. And then back in the ring, Orton begs off, yelling, Wait! But Triple H kicks him in the head, mounts him with punches, he hits calculated knee drops to the back. Triple H is then whipped over the announce table. The ref counts, but Triple H gets back in at 7. Orton mounts Triple H and rains down punches. Orton tries for a sleeper, but Triple H counters it with a back suplex. Triple H calls for a running knee, but Orton turns it into a running power slam. Always love that. He can mm. snap those things off. Yes. Orton goes for a punt, but Triple H catches Orton's foot, and he vaults Orton over the top rope. To the outside, Triple H grabs one of the thick monitors and goes to bash in the head of Orton, but the ref stops and reminds him of the no DQ policy or of the DQ policy. That he he literally is like, Triple H, no! Remember the match. Remember, if you get disqualified, you will lose the title. Like he's like, ah, fine. So he just kicks Orton instead. Triple H takes off the English announce table. Puts Orton on top and sets him up for pedigree, but Triple H's back body dropped into the Spanish announce table. And I don't believe the table broke either, so it looked like it sucked. Yeah. Crowd doesn't seem to really give a shit. What's happening? They are very quiet. Orton hits a, da- a draping DDT from the top of the announce table on Triple H. The ref counts as Triple H doesn't move at eight. Triple H stirs, and then after a, no- a long nine count, Triple H gets in. Orton stomps Triple H like 65 times and then hits a calculated right hand to the face. Orton then jokes Triple H with his boot, who breaks out three. Triple H is then thrown into the ref by Randy Orton. Randy then hits an RKO on Triple H, uh, but he then goes underneath the ring. He pulls out a sledgehammer. Triple H then hits a punt as he's going into the ring. He turns Orton upside down. Uh, on the punt. Like, he does a whole flip. It's crazy. Triple H then hits right. the ribs of Orton with a sledgehammer. As the ref is still down, he tosses the hammer to the outside. Triple H then, with one more right hand, and the ref is back. Up. Triple H hits a pedigree in the middle of the ring. He gets a three count at 23 minutes and 35 seconds. Nobody gives a shit. 
And I'll also say that Hunter killed the punt because not the punt wasn't the what killed Randy Orton off here. So he stole Randy's move, didn't pin him with it, and then it pinned him with his sledgehammer and his pedigree. Yeah, this is like a long run of Triple H. This was boring ass matches. You know, I'm beginning to also think that Randy Orton really likes these slow, boring matches. I would think you're right. It's he doesn't have to work hard, right? And so it's just like you, like Randy Orton at the time was like the hottest heel. Like everybody was just like, "Oh my god, I hate this." Yeah, I remember. I remember a couple years ago we reviewed when he was still in Ev- uh, Evolution, and it was that tag team match with Mick Foley, The Rock, and uh, you know he was doing his Legend Killer gimmick. Well, I mean, at the time he was like super over, but like. During this time, he was super ah. over, and this match took had the ability because it was so slow and so plotting took the hottest heel in the company and made it so nobody cared about him. I was dreading this match the entire time while I was watching this show. I was just like, Jesus. Fuck, I know this is coming up. I remember how boring it was. And it was awful. Like, I am so sick of these meandering, long-ass Triple H matches. Like, I remember, like, him wrestling McFoley, The Rock, Stone Cold, like, even Kurt Angle. Like, these awesome fucking matches. But when he's Triple like, H didn't want to put his bumping pants. No, apparently and- and so he didn't. However, I will say that this is probably the last long plotting Triple H match that we'll see. What about for the sting? a while? Okay, for a while. Okay, very nice. For a while. Thank you. Because his match with Sheamus is actually pretty good. Oh god, that's like next year, isn't it? It is. Oh yeah, because Sheamus is coming up. Yes. Limehead. Orange head. Orange head, yes. All right, your thoughts of the show overall. All right, so I have a lot of nostalgia for the show because of the things I said at the beginning. I absolutely love WrestleMania 25. However, objectively, it's a one-match show, and that's Shawn Michaels' Undertaker. Everything else is, for the most part, everything else is okay. The things that are not great... The 25 Diva Battle Royal, their main event. I mean, even the main event, like, it's a, it's a match I don't like, but it's okay. So the only, like, actively bad thing on the mat, on the on the show, is the uh, 25 Diva Battle Royal. Everything else is okay or good, with the exception of the Shawn Michaels match, and that's amazing. I mean, even uh, the three-way was just... It was just kind of there. Right. It's not actively bad. It's okay. It's just not great. And and that's the thing. It's like, a, it's a match that supersedes everything that's else. That, I would say at least the me. Matt and Jeff Hardy match was at least decent compared to the previous times they tried doing it. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, that's probably the best match that they ever had together. For some reason, they don't have... Yeah, very good chemistry. Yeah, it's weird. You think they'd have great chemistry? Well, they have great chemistry as a team. Yes, and as as enemies, it's and I don't know what it is. Maybe they like each other too much. Yeah, 
Um, I yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I would certainly say the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and then the Money in the Bank match mm-hmm. were my two favorite matches. All right, what did uh, Davey Meltzer have to say about this? All right, Money in the Bank match, 3.75. Divas match, dud. Mm. The Legends match. That's that's generous. Yes. Three, uh, sorry, two stars for the Legends match. I think it's probably the lowest Chris Jericho WrestleMania rating ever. Well, yeah, but I mean... Oh, no, I know. It's not on him. Right. I mean, if it was just Chris Jericho and Ricky Steamboat, I think the it would have been higher. Yeah, I guarantee you. Uh, Matt and Jeff, 3.25 stars. Not bad. Miss Jericho, the Intercontinental match. Uh, it was not rated for some reason. It's 22 seconds. There's nothing to rate. Eh, I guess. I guess I would have just said, like, I would have at least said a star for trying or mm. a quarter of a star because it was a match, but nothing yeah. happened. But I guess, yeah, no rating is fair. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, 4.75. And everybody was pissed. Yes. So much so that. Alvarez came onto his show and like berated everybody because people were saying ah it's five star and he even said like hey I gotta go back and watch this on the DVD because I was there live and you know like they said the Undertaker thing was actually not a it didn't help the match live he said said, yeah he said that it was very scary Live, and I can see that it was scary. Oh, god, it was scary on TV, right? And other people were just like, No, it's just a spot in the match. And I'm like, No, like, if you if you that's not another spot in the match, he fucking like jackknife, he like dove into the fucking floor, right? You know, it's like, No, that was that was legitimately scary. So, like, I I could I could totally see, Oh, maybe I want to see this recorded and see how it translates that way. So, yeah, no. People were, like, giving him and Dave, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer a ton of crap over it, and it was rather funny. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then finally, the main event. Or, sorry, the triple threat match. Three and a quarter stars. That's generous. And then the main event, Undertaker, or, sorry, Undertaker, Triple H versus Randy Orton. Two and a half stars. Mm, okay. What do you, uh, what do you think? Anything I mean, I wouldn't, I, I would say that it's mostly fair. I disagree with things, but I'm not going to bunch of crap about it. I'm not going to tweet them. Yeah. All right. Well, that is that. Yeah. That is WrestleMania 25. Next up, we got WrestleMania 26 in the fucking desert. Yes. In the dirt. In the dirt. In the dirt. Rob, do you realize that we're coming up to the WrestleMania that brought our, our friendship together? Really? Yes. 
WrestleMania 27. Was it 27? Yes. Refresh my memory because I don't have any. The only thing I remember from this match, or this wrestle from WrestleMania 27, was me trying to watch it on a off my wireless phone because I just moved into an apartment and didn't have my internet turned on yet. Well, the reason I it brought us together was because I reviewed WrestleMania 27 with one Daryl Surratt. And then uh, you contacted me afterwards and podcasting together, and and an old show that doesn't exist on the internet anymore. And your old show doesn't exist on the internet. Yes, you can listen to our review. I remember, if I remember correctly, Air Gear. Mm. Yes. Yes. The show about rollerblading. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I remember that you had done an entire, basically this. Entire show, this entire premise, in a span of two shows with Daryl Surratt going over every WrestleMania up to that point. Mm-hmm. Does that show even still exist anymore? Is that no, fun? it doesn't. Dang, what happened to it? I don't know. Man. Well, either way, yes, I don't remember contacting you, but that was like forever ago. That was eleven years ago now. Man, time yes. flies. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we're getting there. I'm excited for WrestleMania 27 because I've never yes. really watched it in its entirety. Well, we have we have two more shows. We have two more shows. Like we have 20, we have 26, and then we have 27. Yes. Getting close. Yep. Well, no, you said 27. So yes, yeah, yeah, and we're doing 26 next time. Yes. Yep. Yes. So two more shows. Yep. All right. So. Reviewmania.com. There you can find all our other awesome shows, our bonus episodes, our ill-fated AEW series of all three shows. <laughs> well, I I mean, yeah. yeah we were so yeah. we were we were like, I do it weekly. And then life got and then we're away. like Yeah, we're like, no, no, we're not. But uh I mean we could probably we could do things weekly if we tried, but it it would just it would be hard. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, you find our review episodes, our bonus content. Um, we are also now on Spotify. If you found us on Spotify, congrats. So check us out I should Spotify. say, we should say, we should say we're on Spotify again because we were on Spotify at one point. We were part of that uh, network. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. The network that's your name. Well, you can figure it out. Anyway, thank you very Space much. Space spuds or something. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Till next time. Take care. Be safe. Bye bye.